It is a new year, a new Batavia, and a new garden. So what are we going to plant new in our gardens this year? Are we going to branch out? Well, we're going to talk about that right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We are your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. Has new Batavia worn off yet? No, but um, everyone else's patience with new Batavia is we are pretty thin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Screw them. They don't get a, they don't get a, a choice. They have to deal with new Batavia every year. Yeah, you'd think by now, right? You know, yeah, these aren't new people. These are people that have known New Year, New Batavia for years. Years and years. Mm -hmm. So before we get started, I just want to say we're doing um, seed giveaways every month of this year. And in order to win, you need to sign up for our newsletter at BackyardGardensTV.com. And um, we'll put you in for the drawing. So every month, we're going to send out a handful of seeds to uh, people. Different varieties, not just one kind of seed and handful of those. So. So, just to clarify, in order to be entered, you have to sign up. Like, signing up doesn't mean you just win. <laughs> yeah, no. That's not how yeah. contests work, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. We would be broke if we did that. <laughs> but um, but there have been so many beautiful gardens out. There are. And I, I do want to talk about, before we really get into what we're doing this year, what we're trying new, if we are, mm -hmm. um, what do you think about trying new varieties and new vegetables? Do you think that that's like something that should be done or do you are you one of those that are like I like growing what I grow and I'm cool with that how do you mm -hmm. feel about that personally um I this opinion am, is not affiliated with the backyard gardens podcast <laughs> of course it is <laughs> uh, with a third of it at least um so I am always looking for greener grass I know, I know, it's corny. Um, I'm all about trying new varieties. Um, and But I don't toss something that you really like, you know, to replace it with something new that you haven't tried yet. So do you think that at some point your garden will be a steady, like everything you want? You know, you might be 75 years old by the time this happens, but you'd mm -hmm. have your varieties that you would grow every year in the subject. I think so. Um, back in December, we had an episode like mid-month where you shared um, how your grandfather, one of your grandparents, um, talked about how growing a garden, like managing a garden shouldn't be easy. He didn't. He doesn't want it to be hard. It's, he wants it to be easy. Right. Yeah. And so that's not the space I'm in right now. But I imagine at some point after many more decades of this, I'll probably get there. Right. So the challenge could just be, you know, having a productive garden in general and not introducing, you know, kind of a new crop, because with a new crop, a new variety, you know, even with the same varieties, it's a chance you won't get the same results year over year. So if yeah. you introduce a new variety, there's an unknown factor there. So. And we've both experienced that, too. Yeah. So 
Yeah. We, I feel confident in saying that. Yeah. It I, may be um, sooner than 75, though. I'm just saying. Well, I was just throwing a number out there. I mean, we're not far off from that. So, you know. I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> if I put New Year, New Me aside for a moment. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Because these words don't come out of New Year, New Batavia's mouth. But the other version of me, I'm still tired from last year. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm on this, like, epic quest to to find the perfect garden. And I don't know what that means. I think, I mean, you know, ultimately it would be beds that are four feet high that I don't have to bend over to get in. Perfect vegetables that have, like, zero issues that grow perfectly in my climate and produce the perfect amount of food for me to grow and eat and preserve and all that stuff. But, um... You know, I've seen some, you know, just by changing a variety, a mm-hmm. certain vegetable has a completely different taste profile for me or different mm-hmm. uses and has come back into the rotation. So yeah. I think it's important that people kind of, you know, branch out a little bit, test the waters and find some new things. But I can also see there being an issue of like comfort. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. my garden every year. This is what I grow every year. And I'm completely comfortable growing those things every year. And no questions asked. You know what to expect. You know how they're going to perform. I think there's a level of comfort that is very tempting in that model. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Right? Well, but there's also that... this stage there's still that you know high degree of curiosity for me um some sometime between now and when i'm 75 which is, has officially become that cutoff period for me yeah um i hope that i am connected locally to more gardeners because um like to experience different things doesn't mean that you have to grow those things right that's that's kind of my story now like sure i could go to the farmer's market you know but i don't know a lot of local gardeners that are growing a bunch of different things or many different things at all so i I, i'd love to be able to swap some crops you know um and that's before i even get to bartering to live you know so that's my hope as i get into a different garden space maybe physically like actual garden space or just maybe with the people I'm connecting to. Um, but for me as this kind of this single lone gardener, yeah, I mean, I can't see for the foreseen future, me just having a static garden, the same things time over time, over time when you, I mean, I know that you're being a little bit dramatic when you talk about the perfect garden, but I, um, oh, yeah. and, and the, the D is silent when I say garden often, <laughs> but yeah. when I, uh, I was looking at, I'm kind of obsessed with the way that prices have like just skyrocketed on some things. And so even if I'm not buying the thing, I kind of do a price check. Like what did I pay for it in 2019? What did I pay for it in 2020? You know, in 2021, what was the price in 2022? And so, um, you know, my metal, the galvanized steel beds that I have in the front yard, so I've been pricing those out and I'm not buying any new ones, but I've been pricing them out. And then I saw they came up with this new line that's it's I think it's called like the short line. So they sit about 22 inches high from the ground today, uh-huh. those beds. And I saw the sh- and that takes a lot of soil. Right. And so then I saw these short ones, which is something like maybe six inches high off the ground. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, those would have would have been killer. Like, you know. Gosh, I would have loved if they had those when I was buying this, you know, this material. And then I thought, 
how my back sometimes aches when I sit on my milk crate at this 22 inch high bed. Like I would kill myself if I was trying to care and feed a bed that that, that sat short. So perfection is going to look a little bit different for me, I think, as I age. Um, So when you started talking about the perfect garden, then you, you know, start talking about how tall you wanted things. And so you would have to be in it. I'm like, yeah, that does sound like perfection. Yeah. (laughs) So, and I mean, you talk about inflation and that's a big concern for me to going into this because, you know, as I search for the perfect garden, part of that factor is how can I offset cost and what is Mm -hmm. going up? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just recently found out in December that, this inflation is not a temporary thing. It's going to be a continual inflationary, you know, country that we live in. I don't even know if I said that right, but you get what I'm saying. But I think everyone gets it. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I look for different crops, you know, that my family will benefit off of not just nutritionally, but monetarily. And I mean, Mm -hmm. let's face it, like in this grand scheme of things, like a head of lettuce is not really going to offset any cost if I grow it. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, I enjoy to grow it. So not everything in my garden is to that magnitude, you know, to that, I guess that calculation or whatever you want to say for my garden. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it really resonates because that's not, I'm not near nearly as calculated and it's very intentional like there's not a whole lot of precision if you will with my garden and I like it that way it feels a little bit more freeing yeah and the way you just described that is just another it's like it's confirmation that it doesn't have to be like it's it's good to be able to hear that again and from someone else Um, but I will say one thing for sure I did miss lettuce from the garden last year and I think it's um like pound for pound, sure, you know, it's not offsetting cost. But when I um, I was talking to catching up with a colleague after like we both have had some time off and he's a vegan, he and his wife um, and I'm not. Um, and I was telling him, like, I just felt like I had eaten so many meats and sweets like over the break and I could just feel myself quite literally being heavy. Uh And so I was telling him that, you know, I ended up having this big salad, like it was maybe a Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening for dinner. And then, you know, I just said, I just need to eat the other half for breakfast. Like I need to continue to churn this, you know, get these kind of nutrients into my, my body. And I was just saying like, it's not, you can t- it's like when you're really really thirsty you're dehydrated in that first drink of water like it really it's that same feeling when i have like maybe i've eaten um maybe it's just not meat maybe it's just not sweets maybe it's some junk food like uh, i hate to use the term but i'm going to use it maybe my diet hasn't been as clean as i'd like it once i return to something even if it's for a short period i could just feel like that difference the heaviness that right. i felt when i was eating meals you know weeks before is different now so i said all of that to say having that as something something like lettuce in your garden to offset maybe not cost but offset your diet a bit i think it's important yeah exactly and i mean that's a big factor and i mean <clears throat> dude that's one of the top reasons why i grow food Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, amongst I, I have I think at this point I have like 20 or 30 top reasons that I grow food. But welcome. Welcome to my way of life. Yeah. But there's a, <laughs> <laughs> but it's getting up there more and more. And it's important too to have that stuff just available. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have a yeah. salad. Boom. Go cut it. Yeah. But, you know, and within the lettuce, 
let's use that as an example and you you want to grow it and let's say you do want to save monetarily well switching to a different variety that you can't mm-hmm. get in the store mm-hmm. now all of a sudden we're talking about how you are ticking that box yep absolutely you know what i mean so I and it's the it same also... with kale too that's a big one too because i feel like when you go to the grocery store there's only like one kind of kale mm-hmm. i think I mean? it also i well i i knew that what is it? Just barely ten minutes in, and we got back to kale. I mean, I knew we were going to be here. Well, so, it's, a, uh, it's that time yeah, of year. I've gotten comfortable, um, but I think also the reminder of so this is a delayed reaction from the August challenge from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of the closing out the season and the year reflection. It's and I saw someone say something very similar to this on a video, like um kind of food storage pantry kind of video and it was kind of getting used to no it wasn't that kind of video it was a different video it was kind of like living off of the earth off grid because i'm like into all of that kind of stuff yeah on the television screen and on my computer (laughs) screen so anyway uh talking about getting used to eating the thing that you maybe wouldn't normally eat yeah and so um while it's subtle like i love romaine lettuce like, I love the crunch. I love the crispiness. Um, we're not going to argue because it's New Year, New Me about the nutritional value in lettuce and how much protein young Ben says yeah, they're no. in lettuce. We're not going to go there. But I, I enjoy it. It's one of my favorite types. And it's as plain as plain gets. Right. Um, yeah. And the intention is to be able to introduce in this example a new lettuce because it breaks me of the habit of wanting the thing I want all the time right right you know chasing the thing i want all the time um and so i think that that's just a healthy exercise if you will you know yeah i mean you know for me for instance in my garden right now radishes are a big one Mm -hmm. that i have multiple varieties growing and when i go to the grocery store all i can get is the um champion radish i believe just like your standard red Mm -hmm. radish yeah. And but you know they do have different flavors and different sizes and so therefore there's different uses and all these things and it's ex- it's a, it's about exploring food. Mm. I think that's what it's for me and for my family that's what a lot of this is about. And when you're trying different varieties, we are exploring different foods. So Ben has this like faux background, you know how they do now on the interweb. And so he can't see, I can't figure out where to put my hand to let him know I'm about to hit the button, the bell. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, absolutely, but, um, absolutely, absolutely agree when it comes to exploring food because like, I know you, it's you I'm talking to. Nope. Don't deny it. It's you. You have been making the same meals week over week. You have been picking up the same takeout week over week. The you have gotten bored with food. Like if it's not now, it has been some point in your life and probably often. Right. And so um, there are a bunch of memes that are going around for like people that are like in our generation, like somewhere in your 40s, maybe some 30 year olds are doing it, too. Like, I can't believe this is what adulting is like. This is what adult life is like. I have to decide every day what I'm going to eat. Like, really? You know, and (laughs) I think it's hilarious. I mean, it's definitely in jest. I think it's hilarious. But believe you me, there's some days I'm just like, I just don't. Nope. I'm, I'm eating crackers, saltines, yeah. like, you know, so um, I, I think that the kind of trying new varieties, not only does it keep gardening, 
interesting, it also keeps your plate. You know, what's happening in the kitchen interesting. Exactly. So look, let's do this. Let's explore our food and keep it interesting when we get back from this break. We'll talk about what we're growing new, if we're growing anything new in our gardens next year. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. We want everybody to have a garden and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck. So I think I lost time. Like I was watching the time and it was like, okay, yeah, we're about to approach our break. And then it was like 25 minutes into the show. Like, wait, hold on. What happened? <laughs> like, I just kept on going on and on. <laughs> It was like a it man in black. Be Twenty-five the, minutes because mine doesn't say that. So yeah, uh, we no, it was like man in black the movie. Like I just blinked. Like something, some flash of light came over, and it oh, was you like, lost yeah. time. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. That'll be on the um, conspiracy section of the Backyard Gardens <laughs> podcast coming soon. Backyard conspiracies. <clears throat> no, so um, yeah, so I mean, you guys know now. You know how we feel about food in mm. our gardens um, today today yeah it's Mm -hmm. look (laughs) i I can't run for president because everybody'd be like you remember Mm -hmm. when you said this but yeah well i changed my mind that's how it Mm -hmm. is but for today that's how it is so i believe i think it's safe to say that both of us are trying new things in our garden this year um so batavia kick us off what are you growing new what is one thing you're growing new or all of my care trying to fast track us into the episode i still have a statement to make uh, new year, new me. I oh. hated preparing for this episode because I hated like in January making decisions about what I was going to grow new. Like I, I just, I just, I, I felt like, like I don't want to do it now. I'll figure it out later, which probably isn't really the truth, you know? So it's a good thing that we're talking about this, this early in the season, but boy, was I dragging my feet. Um, so all of that said, I'm going to go new? with the. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, thank God for a new year, new me. We're moving I'm, on. Look, I'm testing the waters. Chives. 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 Yeah. New. Never grown them before. I got to get off this view. I can't see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, well, it's okay. It's your choice. Let me see the chives. Chives. Okay. Yeah. Chives. Yeah. That's like. Uh, yeah. Okay. Are you? Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, listen now. I can roll back. I can. I can roll back. New year, new me. Because no, 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 like no, you, no, no, no. Please as don't. As a young kid, say you want to smoke. That's what it sounds like. I, I'm starting to love new Batavia. So go ahead. Uh, no, no. It's um, it is a good friend of mine. Um, but once made a suggestion that new gardeners should start off with herbs. Like the question is, what should a new gardener start start off with? Damn, and that I still smart. Well, I mean, they're a good friend, so I, I'd hate to, to speak <laughs> badly of them. So I'm just going to say um, that. And yep. <laughs> and I firmly disagree when he said it, and I still disagree when Ben says it. Um, oh, you had to say the name. You had to say the name. <laughs> but 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 but. Um, there is absolutely influenced by what you've had good experiences with when you 
answer a question like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what you enjoy, right? And so this past year, I had a better year when it came to herbs. And I made a conscious decision to cook more with fresh herbs. And so... Um, I think that, and I'm kind of throwing chives into the herb family, I kind of think that it's given me the courage, if you will, um, or the desire or both to expand a little bit further. Um, so that's why something like chives, which, you know, seems pretty simple. Is on Have my you grown list. chives before? No, it's something new. Are we not? What episode is this? Well, no, I, I know. But I mean, like, like way back in the past. Nope. Okay. Never. Because it might well, so first of all, in my mind, if you grew something ten years ago and you didn't, and then you go back, I think you can call it a new thing. The statue of limitations is run out. I'm with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The gardening mm-hmm. statue of limitations. I mm-hmm. like it. Um, <laughs> I know so you I would. grew. I grew chives one year, mm-hmm. and something went wrong. Oh no! Yeah, something went crazy wrong, and they ended up being like four feet tall, and about as big around as like I don't. Not, I don't want to say your wrist, but I mean like. Uh, like your thumb or something it was mm-hmm. crazy how big they got and i remember i was eating and i was like i don't know how to eat these i don't know what to do with them like i would take them to my job and just leave them there and people would be like what is this i'm like these are chives apparently uh-huh. because it was that time when i was a new gardener and i was like i don't know what to grow so i just started grabbing seedlings uh-huh, uh-huh. and putting them in so well there is also there's a pretty factor once the um once they flower, but it's described as to be like a mild onion, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing that I probably recognize that I've had chives uh, on would be like a baked potato. Baked potato. It's pretty common. Yep. I try I'm to like, say it the same I, time as you. You know, I love potatoes. So, if I got to eat baked potatoes all year to uh, to use my chive harvest, so be it. You could put them on baked turnips. Mm-hmm. There, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Know, so you I, clearly seem underwhelmed by it, but hey, it's not about you. This is about what I'm growing with my garden. Hey, look, it's your garden. You do what you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Okay. It is about you now. All right. So what's yours? Oh, shit. It is. <laughs> yeah. So um, <clears throat> this isn't going to be a surprise to anybody, but it's going to be peanuts. So mm-hmm. I said it in a podcast before, and I'm actually like super stoked about it. And, um, it's one of the, it's like part of me being on my mission to include more proteins into my garden mm-hmm. because we are um, ovo pescatarians, so we don't eat any <clears throat> we don't really eat any meat, and I will eat meat if I hunt it or anything like that, but otherwise we don't eat meat. So it's all about adding in more proteins and more mm-hmm. healthy fats. And it's also in a strive to limit the amount of peanuts that I eat. I know it sounds <laughs> dumb, but I'm I'm addicted to peanuts and peanut butter. And so I figure if I grow peanuts, then I don't need to buy peanuts mm-hmm. because I'll have some peanuts and then I can fill my need with that. So that's what I'm hoping for. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but <laughs> and I, I like boiled peanuts a lot. If you ever ever had boiled peanuts, you got to try it. It's delicious. So, um, yeah, we can do a recipe for that sometime if you guys want. But that's going to be mm. up there. And I've, as I've looked into it, man, they're super cool to grow. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> did I go into last time on the air or off the air how the peanut grows? On the air. I did? Okay. So, mm-hmm. there you go. You can go back to that episode and find out. But um, I'm super interested to see it grow. And um, that's a definitely... 
even in the transformation that's going to be undergoing in the um, wild garden, it's definitely a candidate for the wild garden. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be, it's exciting too, that I'm adding something whereas before it'd be like, oh, I'll just put a tomato in there and not worry about it. Well, I can eliminate that and actually put a true crop in there for that purpose. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to kind of utilize that space like it was meant to be, even though I was kind of worried it wasn't going to be that way. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing how peanuts do for you. Yeah, I am too. I'm curious. They're, they're 130 days. Yeah, I was just thinking to myself, which I'm actually going to jump into um, one of mine. And a reason why I'm going to give it a try is because. Oh, wait, wait, of wait, wait, the... wait. Can I say one more thing? Of course you can. So it's in relation to you and growing um, peanuts up north. It was actually the reason why I decided to do it. It was because I saw a listener had um, reached out and said, showed me their peanuts they had grown. I think they live in Minnesota, maybe something like that. Oh, shit. Hey. Yeah. So they had a successful harvest. I was like, well, shit, if you can grow them successfully in your climate, then I know that my climate, I'm not saying as a garden, I'm saying as climate, I want to be very clear. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I have a much better chance of getting a more of a harvest off of a plant. So that's what I wanted to add. And the oh shit was, you know, one of the handful of places that I bow down to when it comes to, damn it, they can get through winter. You know, yeah. um, generally it's colder in Minnesota than it is in Illinois. Or once that weather hits, I should say that. Um, so, OK. All right. Well, where I was headed was winter squash and specifically because I have grown butternut squash before and only one season and I pulled a lot well butternut squash and spaghetti squash and I pulled a lot of unripe uh, squash off of the vine I did Mm -hmm. start them a little bit later outside direct so the middle of June this goes back to 2020 and uh, by the time I got to the first frost they hadn't like only a couple had ripened and they're not one of those vegetables that ripen once you take them off the vine. So with that in mind, I haven't decided if I'm going to grow butternut squash again, but I am definitely going to give buttercup, which is more of like an acorn squash. Yeah. Um, and because it's a smaller squash, it should take a shorter period of time to develop. It's listed at 90 days. I'm pretty sure butternut squash, I don't have my seeds with me. I think it's listed at like 100 days. Um, So my hope is to be able to get more plants um, to fruit, I should say, more vegetables to get to the point of ripeness before the frost hits. So that's the reason why I'm giving it a try. Plus, I have the seeds because at some point I was in a store and I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. So let me see. These are uh, just a note. Yeah, these are best sale by 2020. So I bought these in 2020 and haven't grown them yet. So you're fine. Here we are. You're good. <clears throat> oh, no, yeah, I know that's... I'm fine. But I guess I'm just saying, like, follow the trend here. I bought something. Yeah. It, this isn't the three year thing. This is just I bought something in 2020. Didn't get around to it. Forgot about it in 2021. So here it is. It's made my new list. Yeah, I've never grown an acorn squad. I've grown spaghetti and butternut as well. Um, and I, I'm really kind of impartial to an, the acorn style squashes. I don't have a problem with them. I just, for some reason, I've never grown them. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe the look doesn't appeal to me of the vegetable. I don't know. I just never have done it. But I mean, I feel like I've, I don't know that I've ever maybe I've had like some type of soup at a restaurant or something. And now I'm, I'm saying it out loud. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I should just pick up one from the store and give it a try. But 
which I probably will do before we get to the point of planting this. But I just I look at it and I can't imagine it tastes much different than um, butternut squash. But someone may, if you know, let me know. It's um, I think the big difference I noticed was the actual um, meat of the squash was a little bit more grainy than a butternut squash. Oh, I don't like that. But I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's terrible. I just think that it was a little bit more grainy. I think it is if my mind is not playing tricks on me. <clears throat> I mean, OK, so you don't think it's terrible. I mean, OK, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. What I'm saying is I don't think that the texture of it is as bad as it sounds when I say that. Does I'm that make sense? You a, yeah, I'm just okay. giving you a hard time. Should I time. open my mouth and put my foot in it, or should I just no, keep no, going? no, no? We're we're working on uh, extracting it now, so you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this. So I'm doing a different variety of tomato this year. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the homesteader tomato. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try that out. Last year I did. <clears throat> What did I do? I did different varieties last year of tomatoes, which, as you know, and I've said before, I typically only grew Roma tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And so last year I kind of branched out a little bit. Um, I'm going to go back to the Roma tomatoes, but I'm also going to do the Homesteader, which is more of a slicer. Mm -hmm. And I believe that it was a semi-determinant tomato. And that's why I landed on that one. And it was specifically good for my climate. So I figured, you know, last year I did indeterminate tomatoes. They got like 10 feet tall. <laughs> it, it was just, it quickly got out of hand. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. Were, I mean, I went out there and I massacred them and just trimmed them and trimmed them. But this year I said, well, let me not go back to the determinate because the fact of the matter of in my area is the indeterminate tomatoes, while they will produce year round, the disease will always get them. Mm-hmm. So... The growing of them and then treating the disease is not worth the effort of just instead of just doing that, growing a determinant and then planting it, you know, a second crop because I can get away with a second crop here. So it doesn't really work for me to kind of take that chance with the indeterminant. Not saying I would not grow another one, but I think a semi-determinant, if it works out, would be a good bet. So for your determinant tomatoes, for the Romas in previous years... Were you like, when were you done with those? It sounds like you, you were done a combination of disease and the plant had produced what it was going to produce. Like, were you pulling tomato plants out of the garden with all ripe tomatoes on the plant or? Um, usually it's the disease. So I don't know Mm -hmm. how long they go for, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like when you do your determinant tomatoes, when are they done? Uh, mine have run the length of the season, See, which means through, but it, again, it's starting in, let's say late May, early June through, I still have green tomatoes on those plants at the end of October. Last year was the only year that, um, I think I only had one determinate. It didn't stay healthy. I pulled it based on disease first. Um, but I just think that it doesn't, the window isn't long enough for it to well, I mean, so the the idea of a determinate plant, though, if we go back, and so forgive me for bouncing around here, is all of this fruit comes on the plant basically around the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been my experience for determinants. But my window of time for growing is never long enough to see all of those tomatoes ripen also on the plant. 
That makes sense. Okay, yeah, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. So, I know they all come on at once, but <clears throat> I'm not so sure by my experience that they will quit producing. I think that they quit growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so like they're, that's they're more really compact, the key. Yeah. yeah, they're more compact. Sorry about that. I bumped the mic. So what that means to me is, you know, they'll stay, I want to say four feet tall is typically what they would do. And then I remember, I think it was two years ago, my last time I grew Roma tomatoes, which are determinate variety. And I think I pulled them in late August because the disease Mm -hmm. was just so Mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. So, but they were still producing tomatoes in late August. So, I mean... I don't see why you would need to grow an indeterminate tomato unless you live somewhere like Florida or, you know, somewhere Mm -hmm. where it just stayed warm all year round. But at some point, either the sun gets too low here or it'll start getting too cool where it would go ahead and, you know, kill them off anyways Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or slow the production down to the point where it really mattered. And just for the record, determinate is just like Batavia said, you know, supposedly... And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. They only grow to a certain height and then all the fruits come on at once. We're indeterminate. They just kind of keep growing and keep producing all summer long. So that's until what in like, case you didn't know. Or but, um, until disease or... Oh, no, sorry. Disease or frost will get them, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you pull them. Yeah. So the semi-determinate, you know, I, I have reservations about it. I see the smirk on your face and my smirk is right there with you. You know, it's just like a a bush growing cucumber. Like I've grown them before and you still got to have a trellis right there because Mm -hmm. they don't really grow like a bush. Yeah. So um, I because you did this, I'd like to apologize for all of the mic hitting that I did in 2021 and early 2022. Uh, I'm just going to do that one apology for all of it. (laughs) I mean, I think it's definitely there's a maintenance aspect. So when we say they all come on at once, it's not like you wake up and there are a whole bunch of tomatoes. It's gradual. And then there's an end in sight, right? When it comes to setting fruit, right? Um, And we've, you and I have talked about offline about how that's great if you have like this real canning operation going because you basically are getting that fruit at the same time or batches of it they're ripening at the same time. I've been thinking a lot about it and I haven't decided if I'm going to do anything about it in 2022. Um, but the size of t- the tomato plants that I grow, it's, it's not a benefit to me, you know, so I could definitely benefit more from some heavier pruning. Um, and I have good intentions at the beginning of the year and then, you know, the garden season catches up with me and then it's just a jungle. Yeah. Um, so I definitely get the struggle of, um, the indeterminate tomato plants that you had last year and how large they got. Cause it's just not that that tomato plant is large and it's a pain if you're tying it up and staking it at all. It has impacts on other parts of your garden because there's a lot of shading that those plants create. That's, so. that's the, it's not tying it up. I mean, look, tying it up is tying it up. It is what it is, but it was literally shading everything out. And it got pretty bad last year where I think it actually worked out in my favor, but some things definitely got, you know, an issue. And that's one thing that I've been trying to improve this year as I make my garden plan is like clearly, you know, my season has just ended 
you know, it's real fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm remembering like, okay, this got shaded out bad by this such, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, this square foot mentality that I had, it just, I don't like it. It didn't mm-hmm. work for me. Mm-hmm. So it's time to kind of move on and make some changes. But it's all about planning it out right. And, you know, so hopefully the semi-determinant, maybe it'll get to five or six feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm hoping. But it will continue to produce on and on. But the big thing for me is the description for it, if I remember correctly, was saying that, like, it grows really good in, like, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. And I'm mm. in North Carolina, so should be well. Okay. Give us your and next one. I'd be interested in how that tomato tastes, the homesteader. I'm sure it tastes just like a regular tomato, but I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, not yeah, a tomato yeah, connoisseur like you are, so. You drive me crazy. New year, new me. I know I do. You know how many times that I chant that in my head? New year, new me. <laughs> uh, so my next one, and this may be the only bush bean that I grow next year, because I think I'm going to, um, for 20, well, this year, for 2022, I am going to focus more on um, vining beans. And uh-huh. this is a bush bean. I bought the seeds. It's a gold rush bush bean. And nice. so, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I just, it speaks against everything we've talked about when it comes to, you know, hey, it's a simple bean, just like make it that way. But I mean, how cool is a yellow bean or a gold bean, right? Um, my hope is that it makes it easier for uh, me to harvest. Remember your luck with the purple beans mm-hmm. so that they stand out. So if I'm, I'm going to have to bend down and harvest something, I'd rather it be gold than blending in and be green. Um, so yeah, that is, I mean, that's pretty simple. It's a bush bean, but it's, the variety is gold. Well, that's rush. a good example too. Though, like you, <clears throat> like last year was my first purple bean year, and that has now become a staple within my garden. Mm-hmm. So I will move away from green beans, and I will do purple, for lack of a better term, purple green beans. Yeah. Moving forward, because I enjoyed them, they were easier to see, and all so mm-hmm. on. So you know, that's how you know last year was. You tick mark that box. You know. Yeah. Done. It says that it is a good container variety, which really any bush bean is. Um, and I don't know, have you, you're a big bean eater, um, kind of pole bean or string bean. That's what I meant when I said kind of runner right. beans before. Um, it says it holds its quality both on the plant and post harvest, which, you know, that speaks to me if that's true. You know, so that speaks to the whole idea of those beans were harvested on Tuesday. And guess what? It's Saturday. You still haven't done anything with them. They should be just oh, as that. good. I have that all the time, so mm-hmm. I can't comment either way. <laughs> well, I, I'll all do right. your um, your bush bean, and I'll, I'm not doing bush green beans, but I'm going to do edamame this year. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, I know I talked about the last one too, and it's again another step in the protein portion of my garden, but we have multiple uses for it. And there's a good case for it being just frozen and then cooked with in our meals Mm -hmm. instead of canning. So that makes it very attractive to us. But I think that it has a much longer growing season than a green bean, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. So there's that. But and the other idea of it, too, is from what I understand, I I get mixed. um, I've had mixed research on it. But it looks to me like it's a possibility that 
they will all pretty much ripen at the same time. So when you harvest, you harvest the whole plant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there will be some experimentation with that over the next year. Which I know and is I something that, that you've been interested in, mm-hmm. you know, doing less cut and come again and more taking the whole plant. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like cutting coming in. It's really sexy when it comes to those things because it's like you plant one and it keeps producing. But, mm-hmm. you know, with the green beans and stuff, the bush beans, like I don't have that experience. I have the experience of like a big flush. And then by the time they come back around, they've been chewed up by bugs. The heat's gotten to them. Something's happened. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And not only that, but then they get super tall and then they just fall over and then I have like a bush bean laying on the ground. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how this works out. I I definitely was looking at my garden plan because, you know, I'm in like number 15 mm-hmm. of um, plans for the year and there is an excessive <laughs> amount of edamame in there. So mm-hmm. I need to kind of tweak that a little bit. But um, we'll see. You know, that's one of the that's a big part of what we eat. Oh, okay. Just in your normal diet? Yeah. We, you know, we try to eat a lot of it because it's a good source of protein. You know, you get a lot for what you eat. So, um, I don't know if you could, you know, my wife is asking, she's like, well, are you going to try and make tofu with it? I'm like, hell, I have no idea because that's fermented soybeans. I don't even know if you can do that. So we're going to take it one step at a time. I know, right? I'm here for the one step at a time. (laughs) All right, so uh, my next one, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, Sorrel, Sorrel, S-O-R-R-E-L. Um, so one more time, these seeds are from 2019. Shut up. It's new year, new me, which means you shouldn't judge me. <laughs> I don't even know what Sorrel is. What is it? Yeah, it's um, it's it's described as kind of a mix between a spinach and a chard. Which kind of okay. speaks, it's right up my alley, right? Yeah. From what I can tell, it's perennial. Um, and so I'm absolutely into um, a variety of greens. Like that's that's important to me. It wasn't a part of my 2022 goal, but it's something that over these last handful of years, I've really kind of, uh, I've been teetering with, tinkering with maybe um, in my garden. And so especially these things that I'm not finding in the grocery stores often. So yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's, I was just, I was reading about it right here. It's uh, got a lemony flavor. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those a spring tang. Yeah. One of those spring greens. Um, the, the folks in Europe love it. It seems pretty popular, popular there. Yeah. So lemony spinach is the way it's described on the package. That'd be an interesting um, flavor. Be, I think it would be really good to add to like salads and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's refreshing. I'm also looking for some quick turn greens as well. So, I mean, everyone knows I love my all year long growing collards, but I do also want some greens that are going to have quick turnover um, or that I feel okay about pulling out, you know, moving on to the next thing. Yeah. This also feeds into me expanding my spring garden a bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. A little bit more expansion. Can't go wrong with that. That's the reason why I'm here. And are you going to replace that? Is that replacing something or is it just in addition to? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Remember how I said at the top of the episode that I hated preparing for this because it meant I had to make decisions about my garden I wasn't ready to make? Yeah. So these are kind of my starting points. 
what we're talking about here and then other things are going to be folded in so I'm not necessarily swapping out one thing for another that's not it Um, but if I get to the point where I run out of space then these are the things that are planted and some others probably will be left off so a good example unrelated crops if I had to choose I'd grow this instead of sorrel instead of arugula as an example Um, but I don't have an active plan to say remove one thing yeah um which actually brings up a great question how in the hell do you fit all of this in if you're not swapping something else out that's why i hate this episode stop making me think you, you no can, one wants to think critically about the garden you not can yet. do it <laughs> you, new year new me you can do it new year new me <laughs> so my um i'm changing varieties of okra this year and I'm doing um, Cajun Jewel Okra. So close. What'd you think? No, clo- we, it w- wasn't close at all. We're gone. What'd you think? Um, I just ha- I'm changing or I'm trying a new variety this year as well. And it would be cool if it was the same one. Maybe what not. Are you, what are um, you doing? Star of David. That I'm was good, sh- my second choice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the okra lady who we had on last year, uh, that was one of her favorites. I'm yeah, pretty she sure that's it. where the name why the name stuck with me so i picked up some seeds for that and uh i'm gonna give that a try it's definitely a shorter shorter fatter um okra pod mm-hmm. which i tried pickled okra for the first time remember my great aunt that i talk about and well two things one i can't believe i'm 44 it's been said and i've just tried pickled okra two i'm bleeping that out just so you know whatever you know do what you want to do with it i'm okay with it so uh, i plucked all of those gray hairs that you know popped up and i i'm not gonna get my hair dyed for another couple of months so beyond that i'm okay with it um so uh, one she mentioned that you know she was visiting some family and um one of the her nieces had bought it from the grocery store and she asked me this is my great aunt asking hey have you tried it have you i'm like oh no i, I intend to each year and i never get around to it so I'm absolutely so I said, you know, I'm going to buy a jar to see if I really like it and love Two, I'm preparing myself for that. The jar I have and the taste that I'm now looking for to not be the taste that I get when I pickle it myself. But that's OK. So the shorter, experience. fatter okra, I think, will um, serve me better as a gardener, like the idea of. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and harvest this now versus waiting to get, you know, you know, the, the dance we do with harvesting your typical size okra. Yeah, so. so the Cajun Jewel... Oh, G, shit. I'm sorry, dude. You're fine. I just you're totally fine. stepped all over your... Num- Why dude, don't whatever. we just arm in arm? That was ours together. We, Yeah, it's fine. I um, It's a smaller plant. Mm. So that's something that I was curious about because, again, shading issues, you know, having a smaller, more compact two to three foot plant will allow me to interspace it throughout my garden in a better way than having this giant nine foot okra tree in my plant, in my garden that I have to get a chainsaw out to cut down at the end of the year, <laughs> which I don't mind. Don't get me wrong, but I, I would rather have multiple plants instead of like one or two. You know what I mean? And then that way it's easier for me to harvest. So I don't have to get up. I mean, dude, Two years ago, I had to get up on a ladder to get them. You know what I mean? And then I was like grabbing, I'd bend it over and it'd break. And it was just this big cluster. So 
Do you prefer for okra to grow them in like a a patch where there's one bed that has a bunch of plants or do you want to put them in different places in your garden? So I prefer to put things, you know, as long as I can fit them, I prefer to put them all in one section. Look, now we're going to have version 16 of my garden (laughs) because I just had a thought, but that's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, I would prefer just to kind of patch them together. And usually I only grow one plant. Because it's all that we need. I mean, one plant gives you so much okra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I think next year having multiple small plants will work out better because then I can stagger them so they don't all come at once. You know, I can succession plant. There mm-hmm. we go. You like how I said that? Like I slowed down as it was like a teaching moment. It felt whatever. It felt very dumb when I said it. That's okay. It sounds good. <laughs> but um. No, I mean, that's kind of, you know, the plan behind that, because it's all about, for me, it seems the uh, overarching theme this year is more manageable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm looking for, more manageable plants and stuff like that, so... It's interesting because that ties back to the top of the show where we talked about kind of the changes in your garden, and um, so... If you stick with what you know, you know what height to expect, you know how wide those plants are going to get. But when you're introducing something different and new into your garden, right? Sure, there's packaging that tells you approximations, but yeah, you know, yeah. Now you don't really know said, until you get it into your garden. I definitely think we should trade some okra seeds now because I definitely wanted to grow. Star of David was like my second one that I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I think I want to do that. So. And someone um, online recommended it was a different variety, but a shorter plant as I was trying to grow okra, your I guess regular okra, if you will, in containers. And they recommended basically a smaller variety plant. And so that could be Ooh. good for me. Uh-huh. There's version 17. Damn it. I love this conversation. We're having a good day today. Papa Bear is getting it planned out. There it is, Because I'm I'm adding more containers into my garden this year. And that's something that I've... (laughs) That's something that I've struggled with is like what to put in the containers. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like what are Mm -hmm. good candidates for these? And, you know, that's... And then one prime spot is actually... I have a huge container in front of the greenhouse. Mm Mm-hmm. And if I can put something in that container that gets big, it will shade that greenhouse and slow it from being 150 degrees in there. That's a great and point. And cooking my soil. There are no pests in my greenhouse because it was just charred earlier this year. I'm joking. Oh, There's okay, pests, okay, yeah. but it's I have aphids right plant. now. Hmm? I have aphids right now in my greenhouse. Oh, oh my gosh, dude. I spent... I'd, um, uh, December, I was harvesting kale, your curly kale and your, um, Georgia collards. Right. And so I had one batch, the kale I was cleaning for aphids and the other batch, the collards I was cleaning for cabbage worms. And it's kind of like, I was fighting the fight. Like this is a re- this is one more reason Ben doesn't like curly kale. Cause it was a pain in the ass trying to get into those nooks and crannies to clean mm. them. Look, you brought it up. I didn't. Yeah, I don't have uh, aphid trouble all year long through kale, but once it gets to the end of the season, for sure. Um, So you have the honors of doing the last one. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of lump a few together quickly. Um, I'm going to do white egg turnips, and um, I'm going to continue with different radishes and stuff like that. And also... um, 
I can't think of the other one. So, but the one thing, the one issue that I'm having right now, which is the downside of trying a different variety, is the white egg um, turnips look very similar to some of the radishes I grow. So I'm not mm. totally sure which is which. So what I've reverted to is actually using science and like identifying the leaves. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is a radish. This is a turnip. So I'm, I'm starting to nail that. I didn't expect it yeah. because it's always been fairly obvious. But now moving forward, I do see that as being an issue. And the only reason why I'm trying a different variety is just for a different look. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Different look mm-hmm. on the plate. Other than that, like I could care less. And I'll probably, honestly, I'm probably going to go back to the purple top turnips and rutabagas just because I like them. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to try something new just to say I did. Well, there's also for those kinds of crops, you don't have to worry about buying seeds and then you'll have those seeds for now. Like it's not like a package of lettuce seeds. Like you could get through a package of those seeds in a season. So you could either decide that you don't want to use you know, grow that anymore and you're done with it or you can let them go to seed and you can save seed. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And that's, that's definitely on the list of things to do too is saving more seeds. So mm-hmm. as we do these different varieties and I harvest one, I'm like, Ooh, that was good. Saving the seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Good so on, you. on that note, I believe it's time for Miss Batavia to give you the recipe of the day. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners. So this is a garbage salad. Um, I mean, that's that's what I describe it as. Uh, I discovered, and people have done this for eons, like you basically clean out your refrigerator and cook a whole bunch of things. And so I had roasted from the previous day, broccoli, uh, roasted carrots, at, you know, oil. I seasoned them with like some seasonings. I don't remember what, probably just your garlic, onion powder and pepper. Uh, salt and pepper. Um, so they were in the refrigerator. They were cold. Um, I had some romaine lettuce, not from the garden, but romaine lettuce. Uh, so I cut that up. Um, I had some store-bought cucumbers. I know, judge me, but remember it's new year, new me. Cut those up. I um, had lemon, no lime, squeezed a bit of lime on the lettuce and the cucumbers. I boiled a couple of, like a handful of um, penne pasta, any kind of pasta will, will do. This is, I just wanted that texture. So a little bit of pasta, um, the cold broccoli, cold carrots. I still had tomatoes from the garden. Come on. Um, homemade croutons. Remember, I realized I could make them at home last year. Avocado. And a tinge of Caesar dressing. It's one of my favorites. Maybe not the best for you, but because of the creaminess of the avocado and the lime juice, I didn't need to add a a lot. It basically had the looseness that I wanted in the salad. And uh, yeah, that's my uh, my 2022 salad cleanse. (laughs) 
I am a big fan of um, Caesar dressing as well. Yeah. Uh, for some reason lately, I've been on like a Caesar kick. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. I also roasted... I forgot about this. I know. I said it was a junk salad. I also roasted garbanzo beans and added Ooh. them. Mm-hmm. Chickpeas? Chickpeas, yep. I hate that it has two names. It drives me crazy. It makes me sick, too. Yeah. Why you gotta have two names for? It's We're like we were... Um, things. We were... What were we watching? Oh, we were watching... Uh, you know, David's... My son is seven years old. And so we were watching Lord of the Rings trilogy. And I was like, man, this is driving me crazy. Like Everybody's got like five names. I cannot keep up with all these different names. Like why y'all got to have different names for? My name is Ben. Mm-hmm. My name will always be Ben. It will not change. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? It just drives me insane. But It was uh, one of the challenges, and I know you haven't watched it yet. One of the challenges that I faced originally with the Game of Thrones, that series mm-hmm. was keeping up with all of the characters, all of the character names. Um, Do they all have different names too? Multiple names? I don't know. Maybe it was just that there were a lot of names to keep up with. So maybe it was yeah. a quantity of characters. But That's a little bit different, but it's right up there, too. So New year, new me. New year, new Batavia. New year, new varieties and vegetables in our gardens. So um, let us know what you're growing new in your gardens. You know, lettuce. Get it? Lettuce? Ha, ha, ha. No, I didn't get it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm curious you know for a long time i always grew the same things and now moving forward oh patty pan squash is another one i'm doing sorry ah, okay mm-hmm. yeah i don't know how i forgot that but i'm actually kind of excited about it too but i mean each year i've grown different things and some things have become staples and some things have not and the good thing about it is like especially if you catch it early on you're like oh this tastes like shit you can move on to something quick and just mm-hmm, get it out of there mm-hmm. and you know always have a backup plan too so if something doesn't work in your garden for this year do you have a backup plan for, to replace something stop making me think it's new year new me i'm chill i'm relaxed um no i don't have a backup plan i haven't i mean i'm on version like negative one of my garden plan so yeah so if i if something goes wrong and i'm like oh this isn't going to work it's either going to be a squash that goes in its place because by that time the squash vine borer should be gone so I should be able to squeeze out a, a harvest or it's going to be charred those are my backup plans so um, I will comment and I wouldn't consider it a backup plan because it's just something I'm considering I'm really toying around with prepare yourself folks this is new year new me some of what I say just isn't logical I'm preparing myself to use some of my vegetable growing space to grow a few more flowers I know, I know, I know. Um, so one thing I have to say when you said some things I say just aren't logical because it's a new year, new you. What's different from any other day? This is just a test of new year, new me. <laughs> it's just rolling off of my back. Nope, there's no reaction here. You pushed me. You pushed me to the limit, and I went over it. I, I stepped out. I stepped into old, old year, old me during this episode, but I'm holding strong at the end. All right, everybody. Now that we've got old Batavia back, we're going to let her cool off. Yeah, I forgot. Um, So for these vegetables, I think we have like 10 plus. If you've grown some of these things and you have some cool ways to use them, hit us up. Please and thank you. Yes. Yeah, hit us up. So we and I think we definitely need to be talking more about how to use some of these vegetables that we grow too. So 
I think that's something that I have my mind on. We can talk about growing vegetables all day long, but at some point we need to explore like what's new, what's good. You know, what's a new way to mm. use them? What's a new way to eat them, prepare them, preserve them, whatever. Well, Leonard, this actually, uh, hold on a second, Ben. So Leonard, this actually, we need to make a footnote for this episode because when we wrap up 2022, we really need to reflect back on this as well, right? So these types of things that we're growing and how did we use them or not? So just putting it out there. Leonard ain't going to remember nothing. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, check out all the links. Support us if you'd love to become a patron. If you'd love to join the community garden, please do it. Help support the show. T-shirts available down below, Amazon store. All these things help keep us on the air for you and keep us growing so we can bring you more of this gardening thing that we do. So until next time, much love to you guys. See ya. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.